Hello, you are listening to the Omnitalk Fast Five, brought to you in partnership with the A&M Consumer and Retail Group, Firework, SPS Commerce, and Sezzle. Headline number one, Nike is planning to return to DSW this fall. According to Retail nice. Dive, the news comes just a week after Macy's announced that Nike would also return to, quote, key locations, mm. end quote, uh, and its website with apparel, bags, and gear. If you recall, Chris, Nike pulled back on its DSW partnership in 2021 as it pursued a more direct-to-consumer sales approach in which it also exited additional retailers like the aforementioned Macy's and Urban Outfitters. Urban Outfitters, yeah. I, didn't I, didn't really, I guess so, Outfitters. yeah. I guess it was, yeah. Uh, well, despite requests, Nike did not respond to questions from Retail Dive about why it's returning to DSW and how this impacts its D2C strategy, strategy going forward. D2C. Chris, this is also the AM put you on the spot oh, question. We're going to get started here early. We're going to get and started. We're up. Yes. Right. So AM wants to know, Chris, is Nike's return to DSW and wholesale a short term play to navigate slowing Ooh. sales during recessionary times? Yeah. Or does this signal a flaw in their theory that a bigger D2C Ooh. business will translate directly into higher margins Ooh. for Nike? Ooh, ooh, ooh. I actually, I'm going to go on, <clears throat> I'm going to not, I'm going to not pick either option A or B and okay. I'm going to say it's neither. Oh, what I, do you think the reason I, is? I actually think this, this, I think this whole thing shows that Nike is playing an omni-channel master, is doing a master, giving a master class on omni-channel retailing. Okay. How think. come? Because if you look at the timing of this announcement yep. or the, the initial pullback, yeah. it's 2021. Yep. What's happening in 2021? The pandemic. Yep. So Nike knows they can pull back their wholesale distribution, yeah. reset their base yeah. without any comp risk in 2022 because they know all the sales are going to happen digitally. So they see what transpires in 2022 hmm. and then they go, okay, you know what? Now we know exactly where we need our wholesale distribution. Interesting. You know? yeah. So we can be smart about the partners we pick. And the other aspect of that is, you know, Macy's and DSW want them really badly yeah, for sure. after not having them for that past year. So that gives them negotiation leverage as well. So I think this is just a natural extension of a smart strategy from Nike from the get-go. It's brilliant. Brilliant in my mind. And the best part, Ann, yeah. the comp is already built into 2024 now. Like, they've got easy mm. comp now going into 2024. Right, right. It's just huge. Right, yeah. Th that's really smart, Chris. I mean, I think that I, I hadn't considered that element of it, but I do think that... Yeah, it's definitely it makes sense in terms of like the motivations for the back and the forth and they're Nike, so they can do this. Like yeah. I think that's another thing that we didn't we don't talk about here is that this is a unique brand that's able to pull back and kind of hold all the cards and not uh, not every brand is able to do this. I'm I'm also curious like how much returns played into this because mm. when you look at Nike going direct to consumer, like they don't have mm. a lot of stores and right. they, you know, if you're a Nike member, you get free shipping and free returns. Yeah. And in most cases, it's, it's footwear. Like, they're not right. applying any, like, volumental technology right now to right. fit. So you're still ordering, you know, two, three pairs of shoes and then shipping two or one or right. however many back. And I'm curious, like, that's that's not cheap, especially when you're talking about, you know, big boxes and that kind of thing. We're at home delivery world. Like, that was the kind of thing that kind of came to mind. Yeah. And I think that also it's interesting to see like the categories that they're going into. So Macy's, they're just doing like apparel right. and footwear, which right. makes sense for the Macy's yep. customer. Um, I'm curious what the, the actual shoe 
like I think DSW is, is more appealing to me because it's a shoe play, mm-hmm. not just an apparel play, right. which I think is a different uh, case too. And one of the biggest complaints that I have, I think, from the Nike store experiences that I've had lately, is right. that there's just not enough product on the floor to really get it to really have that full shoe shop experience, which you'll get at DSW too. Yeah, right. And you're kind of hitting at the point too, and that is kind of tongue in cheek in in Anm's question. I'm guessing too, like. The, the more margin from DTC, yeah. that just doesn't exist. Right. Right? Like, that's been proven out. You're not going to make more money just going direct to consumer versus the wholesale channel unless you've got something really, really cooking and smoking. So the return factor yeah. is probably a thing. And, yes, that definitely helps ameliorate well, th- that the issue. The other thing, too, is, like, all the overstock. Like, what are you doing with all the overstock yep. that you don't sell? And to yep. pull out of a player like DSW seems like a, a crazy play. Like, people are not shopping Nike's app or Nike.com the way that they are used to going in and getting the deals at, you know, a DSW or even even maybe a Macy's in some cases, and too. And it's a different customer, too, totally. honestly. Totally. Like, they get, they get, let's be honest, they get the bargain basement Nike, Nikes for the most part. Yeah, yeah, know? there's and no so, like, you're drops. hitting a different customer at a different price point than you are through your direct-to-consumer channels, most likely. Right, 100%. All right, 